The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. My name is Billy Koch. I am the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Did you know that, Michelle Yu? Hanson? I did. Michelle Yu Hanson? I, did. I, knew, I knew all of that. Did Billy? you know all of that? Mm-hmm. Who are you? I'm Michelle Yu. Are you Michelle? What are you? We not making the transition I to Hanson? I thought we did. You're always been Michelle Yu. All right. Love well, Michelle Yu. People love Michelle Yu as we talk about every single show, and um, we have an interesting show today. We wanted to kind of highlight the big Pacific Classic Day card at Del Mar. We don't have entries yet because we do our show on Tuesdays, but we have a pretty good idea who's going in these races. We're going to do that. We're going to do our three, four, five things of note, possibly, and we're going to bring in Swift Hitter now. This was a very controversial. Uh, is he an owner? No. I think he did it did by he a horse. No. Did he? No. Yeah. And Basically, this is like this is the people mention and we deliver. Yeah, people wanted to hear from Swift Hitter. They wanted him on our podcast via Twitter, and we reached out, and he said he'd be happy to come on. Uh, he's extremely polarizing, controversial, and we're gonna get to the bottom of why he does what he does. I guess, right? Michelle. Uh, yeah, this is exciting. Okay. All right, so let's do our first. Uh, let's do our three things of note or five three things of note. Three things of note. I love it when you sing. I love it so much. Okay, Billy, why aren't you here today? By the way, I decided to make the trek home uh, and see my family for a couple days, which was uh, okay. very refreshing. We uh, all went and saw. Which movie. you didn't tell me about until I was in the car. I completely to forgot to tell you. <laughs> we are went you to see. Are you coming back tonight? Then we're supposed I'm to have gonna, lunch tomorrow. Yes, I'm coming back tonight. We are supposed to have lunch tomorrow. I'm going to be at that lunch with our good okay. friend Anofrio. Should we go together? Yeah. Okay, You can cool. drive. I can drink. All right, perfect. Um, I'm coming back tonight, but we saw a movie last night. We saw Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It was actually very entertaining. I've never heard of it, but I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you would love this movie then. It's very good. Um, all right. No one wants to hear about what we're doing, to be honest. They, they want us <laughs> okay. to talk, and then we're they want to get to Swift Hitter. Okay, three things in note. Go ahead. All right. The first thing is uh, a little on the sad side. It was the final Arlington Million this last weekend, I've had many, many great memories at Arlington Park. I've gone many, many times, and I was sad to not be there for the uh, the last the last million. I was also, I don't want to say sad, but discouraged that they changed the name of all the races and everything. Like right. I understand it was meaningful, but like it's the last one. Just let it be the million. Yeah. Well, it was the Mister D. Yeah. After Dick Deshaswah, uh, obviously, and, then they and it was changed only six hundred. To Bruce D. Yeah. Well. You know what? It is what it is. But it was an ex- excellent race, and the preacher stole it on the front end, Michelle. Yeah, two Emmys uh, went gate to wire there. Uh, interesting. Uh, uh, Flavian Pratt, who has had quite the last, let's call it six months, um, on big, big favorite uh, domestic spending, and uh, just a little too little too late, Michelle. What was the uh, what happened there? I mean, they they walked on the front end, right? Like 
you can't close in to a really pedestrian pace. So that's that's it. I think that's it was it. as easy as that. It's okay. as simple as that. Sad day at Arlington. I rest, heard there was drama pace. afterwards too. Oh, I didn't hear any drama. You didn't. You didn't hear that? No. Like the the I don't know who it was came and like kicked out all the press and like. Oh yes, I did the hear press about that. Box and like didn't even have food or drinks for them. No good. And, no good. No good. But let's let's talk about something more fun. Okay. Let's do uh, point so I'm, I'm two. On the back end of that, I just want to give a congratulations out to Got Stormy for Mark Cassie. She won the four star Dave this weekend at Saratoga. She actually won the four-star Dave in 2019, setting a track record. She ran second in the race last year. And if you guys remember, she was purchased uh, for, I think, $2.5 million by Spendthrift Farms at the um, horses at the horse racing age sale or the all-ages sale, whatever it is. And she came back to the races and was able to win another grade one against males. I think that was uh, pretty pretty cool I think to have a filly do that. I think it's absolutely special. I think uh, Mark Cassie's done a great job. I believe my racehorse is involved in her as well, no? Uh, possibly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. She, I, I just know Spendthrift bought her and I don't yes. Spendthrift on, but I think my racehorse does not share, yeah. Correct. Uh, note three, Michelle. Technically, this would be like note two. That was like 1A. No, let's make that note two. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, the Phase Attempted Catalog is out for the Ooh. California sale, and that's going to be held at Fairplex on September 28th. They actually got a really good catalog, 276 horses. Wow. Um, catalog for this, and... Um, I only breeze through the first like 50 hips or so, but there's some really nice sorts. There's a lemon drop kid that's calibred. There's a practical drug that's calibred. So um, there's some nice pedigrees to be had on offer. Very good. And I'm going to do a, a point four, which is that Santa Anita has just announced a 10% purse hike. Purse hike. We like to hear purse hike, not just hike, hike the ball, but purse hike, yes. which is very nice to hear. Thank you, Santa Anita, uh, Aiden We've Butler, and Nate Newby. This, like, a- um, kind of like consistently, um, especially with the year that we've been going through, like you know, past year and a half that we've been going through, that we're seeing get the, the tracks continuously giving us like purse bumps. It might not all be at once in a huge amount, but like to consistently have it growing, I think is great. I think it is too. And I'm going to announce a number, a fourth point of note this week or fifth, depending on fifth? how you're counting. Yes, because Michelle, you might not know this, but this Saturday is the second Pacific Classic. No, oh. Michelle, we're gonna say we're gonna do that in a second. You jumped the gun. It is Karmathon. So last Karmathon. year, last year, uh, Karma, which is a uh, 501c3 for retired racehorses here in California, and I am on the board of directors. I'm happy to be on the board of directors. And we started a Karmathon last year because we couldn't do an event, and it's our major fundraising event. And everyone in the world of horse racing just came together and donated. I believe at the end of the day, it was something close to $200,000. Wow. It, it meant the world to all of us. And we said, if it worked last year, we're going to try it again this year. Uh, you'll start seeing about it on social media. It's going to be all over TVG. It's on Pacific Classic Day. We'll have some interviews leading up to it. And this is a really, really big day. It's so simple, too. All you have to do is do go to the Karma website, which is um, Karma for Horses. The is number four. The number four horses. Karma the number four horses. Dot org. Right. Karma the number four horses. Uh, dot org. And it's so easy to donate. And even if you give $10, 15 who cares? Like, just if you're out there listening and you could take five minutes and give a little bit, um, we like we like to say aftercare is not an afterthought. 
So uh, very important. Obviously, Michelle and I talk about uh, aftercare all the time on this show. It is something that we really believe in, and uh, we appreciate all the effort of TVG and of Del Mar and of everybody associated with Karma uh, taking care of these horses when they're done with their careers. So that is my number four slash five. And now, I like we, it. and now we can talk about six, Welcome which is Saturday. 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 You remember those commercials, Michelle? Did you ever see that? Sabado, sabado, sabado. No, no, it was it was for oh, like no? Saturday, Saturday at the fabulous form. Uh, trucks, big giant trucks. Remember those? You never heard <laughs> <Yeah>. those? <laughs> RVs. <laughs> for as far as the eye can see. All right. Well, Saturday at Del Mar is really, I mean, other than opening day, which is obviously very excited, the big day of the meet is Pacific Classic Day, and that will be this Saturday. It features the Grade One Pacific Classic, which is now a million dollars, I believe, Michelle. Yes, uh, also returned to its glory of a right, million dollars. The Del Mar Mile and the Del Mar uh, Handicap. Handicap. All three. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Del Mar Oaks. And the Del Mar Oaks. I mean, an unbelievable day of racing. Where do you want to start? Because um, I mean, I think we should just jump right into the Pacific Classic. Okay, so here's the field that's lining up, and tell me if I missed anybody: Express Train, Sheriff mm-hmm. Brown that we talked about last week, Royal Ship, Cupid's Claw, Doctor, uh, Doctor Post, Post. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't read my own writing. Tripoli <laughs> and Tis a Magician. Does that sound about right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, interesting. Did you not hear like a little rumor that like Rock Your World might run in there? He he will not run in there. Okay. I have it on good authority that he will not be entered by the time this podcast is up tomorrow. So, which by um, the way, the draw is tonight. Oh, the draw is tonight. So yeah. Yeah. So I do not think he will be in the field. Uh, Hronis is running Tripoli, and Rock Your World will probably go. I assume in the Del Mar Derby. Okay. Who do you like, Michelle? Um, I mean, I've been a Royal Ship fan for the whole time, so I kind of want to stick with Royal Ship. Obviously, we had the connections from Sheriff Brown on last week, um, so we're rooting for them, and we we've had the connections of Cupid's Claws. I mean, I, this is just like a you like everybody, so it doesn't really matter because there's no um, like. For me, sometimes it's like a horse that I've followed for a really long time or, you know, I've just yeah. loved that I want to watch them win. But I feel like this is a interesting race with a lot of like rooting possibilities for people right. that we, you know, like and follow. So maybe not the best um, gambling race, but a good rooting race. No, you know what? Well, this me... is a great gambling race, though, because there's not like a clear cut standout. Right. You know, let there's me... no Let me accelerate. ask you this. I saw a cool... Uh... I don't know if it was on Twitter, but I saw like a a bracket with all the Pacific Classics. And just off the top of your head, if you had to say, what was your favorite Pacific Classic? Go. Beholder. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I mean, wasn't Beholder just a great Pacific Classic, though? Like the way she did it, right, was. Well, we were um, in the race and ran last, so not really. <laughs> it wasn't really my favorite race in the world, but uh I mean the good news for you is no I think, one remembers that. I think Billy. I'd have to say Darren Go beating Cigar. I think yeah. that really put the Pacific Classic on the map too. You know? Um here's the here are the rankings. It was uh number one is California Chrome Candy Ride. Candy Ride was an incredible race. Beat Medaglia. Is Best Pal gonna be in there? Best Pal was number nine, Accelerate, Richard's Kid, Gentleman, Skimming, Free House, what about Darren Lava Go. Man? Lava Man's in there, Pleasantly Perfect, Shared Belief, Tinner's Way, Came Home, Beholder, Bertrando, 
Um, I mean, when you hear these names, they're amazing. just like superstars, yeah. right? Superstars. I mean, when the fifth, when Gentleman from 1997 is ranked 15th. Um, but it's interesting. I have a feeling just on recency and the love of the horse that I think Beholder will will win this. Uh, yeah. She's, she's, a thir- she's a three seed. One seed, California Chrome. Two seed, Candy Ride. Three is Beholder. Four is Shared Belief from 2014. Oh, that kind of stinks that those two line yeah. up right off the bat. No, they don't. They're in different brackets. It's oh, one, okay. one, two, three, four. So anyway, that's the Pacific Classic this Saturday. One million dollar Pacific Classic this Saturday at where the surf turf meets the surf. Sorry. Just so you know, Best Pal was one of the three-year-olds that won this race. So was Came Home. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the Delmar Handicap, Michelle, because the defending champ is back. Red King. <laughs> now, he's been off his game. We tried him on the dirt. He hasn't won a race since the Delmar Handicap. Uh, but he's come into this race really well. Uh, he will have a uh, new rider aboard when entries are taken tomorrow, uh, interestingly enough. And Phil D'Amato, I read Who's the article. Who's that new rider going to be? It's pretty good. I don't know. Maybe you should guess. Uh, Johnny Velasquez. Nope. Not coming out. Full, or uh, what's his name? Rosario. Yes. Joel Rosario. Okay. I'm just going to whisper it. I oh, think I've heard it from before. It's pretty good. Uh, Phil Damato. It's so cool. I don't even think people can really hear us. Um, Phil Phil Damato. He might run five horses in here. Acclimate Red King, say the word. Ready Soul and Red Storm Risen. Um, Definitely acclimate Red King and say the word. And then obviously the two big boys in here are United and Arklo. Both are uh, fantastic horses. Um, United finished second in this race last year. Arklo came back and won the uh, Hollywood Turf Cup at the end of Del Mar last year. Uh, both outstanding. It's going to be a really good race. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's Del Mar Handicap. It's a, gra- it's a grade two, and it's a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup uh, turf. Also, you also? Have the, yeah. You, you, the Del Mar Mile. I think this race is going to be outstanding. Is, the top three. Now, I don't know who else is going. I tried to do a little re- research today. I couldn't really figure it out. I, but I think Hit the Road. Hit the Road. Smooth Mo Like Forza. Straight. And Mo Forza. Uh, for those and of you who don't know. Is run, Count Again going to run in here? Because he's kind of like crossing off. Yeah, I think, he, I think he might. I think he might run in here. So um, what a really good race. You know, Danny Blacker with Hit the Road um, has been pointing for this race for quite some time. Smooth Like Straight runs his tail off every single race and Mo, out every and time. Mo yeah. Forza was just unbeatable uh about a year and a half ago so uh for Pete Miller he comes back in this spot for our good friend Onofrio who we're having lunch with tomorrow yeah maybe we'll bring him maybe we'll bring him some good luck right um that's gonna be a huge day plus they have the handicapping contest and there's and the, the possibility Oaks. of a giant pick six carryover that day Yes, because there's going to be a mandatory payout that day. Right. So if there if it's going into Saturday, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. We should definitely, just so you guys know, the betting challenge is going on as well for Pacific Classic. It is a five thousand dollar buy in with thirty five hundred of that being your live money bankroll. It is limited to one hundred and twenty entries, and it is on track only. On track only. All right, you know what we should do, Michelle? Let's take a quick break. We'll bring on Swift Hitter. We'll see what he has to say. We're going to do a Twitter show, which is we had little Blueberg their Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of Twitter people. We're we're kind of a Twitter show, so we'll hear we'll hear from Swift Hitter right after this. The TaylorMade Stallion Press Midnight Storms Magnolia Midnight absolutely romped by seven and a quarter lengths yesterday at Colonial Downs for owners West Point Thoroughbreds and trainer Dallas Stewart. 
He was a $320,000 two-year-old purchase by West Point at the OBS April sale from Top Line Sales. Lots of action this week on the track for the former Little Red Feather Silk Bearer. How do you like that? Since our last show, Not This Time has picked up another stakes winner. Is now the sire of 11 stakes winners and 16 stakes horses to go along with his three graded stake winners, making him the number one sire of his crop in these three crucial categories. He was also represented by two yearling fillies that sold for $175,000 each at last week's Fasting Tipton Saratoga sale. Meanwhile, Mishawish picked up his fifth stakes horse of the year and seventh overall as Royce Pulliam's Risky Ricky Reward. Ricky Ward, I said that right, runs a very good second in the Lake Lady Airy Stakes at Presque Travis White, Stallion Nomination Manager at TaylorMade Stallions. Give him a call, 859-881-6153. TaylorMade Stallions, Midnight Storm, not this time. Shawish, are you kidding me? Let's go! We are back. We are back on the Owner's Box. A special guest today. Justin Wonderler. Now, interestingly enough, he goes as Swift or Swift Hitter on Twitter. Hey, that rhymes, Michelle. I don't know we're doing I, rhymes. You know, today. I'm I'm surprised he let you say his real name. I, well, that I was going to just say that. <laughs> you know, no one really knows you. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, well, like people coming up to me in the sales are like, "Should I call you Swift?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's been like a nickname since high school, basically." Too. So, how did you get the? I nickname? get called like. How did you get the nickname Swift? Swift? Well, I got two nicknames, Swift or Meatball. My older friends call me Meatball, but now it's like Swift. But uh, basically, I, I played baseball in high school, and basically I was used to steal a lot of bases before. I, I used to be skinny back in the day, but I used to steal a lot of bases. And then they would just say, oh, he's Swift. He's on the base path. And then it just stuck with me. Like, I would get on base and start stealing bases from second to third. And so, and it just stuck with me from high school to basically online and then, that was basically it, and it's just been called that since high school. Interesting, interesting. Well, we're, we'll call you Swift because I'm used to just calling you Swifty. Um, you and I yeah, have known each other for a little while this year. Um, we've had obviously you are an extremely polarizing figure on Twitter. Um, before we get into that, just tell us a little bit about your background in the horse racing industry. Obviously, right now, listen, I, I heard this, I read this morning that you're getting into pin hooking, but let's talk a little bit about just kind of how you were brought up and, and why you're so fascinated with this game. Well, my father, he owned uh, thoroughbreds and he owned quarter horses. His major thing was quarter horses. He loved cutting quarter horses. I think you guys know what that is cutting quarter horses. They, yeah. But that was his main thing. So my father basically took me to the track since I was basically 10 years old. I mean, going to the track, you know, he wasn't a big gambler. My gambling side actually comes from my mom. My mom's actually a big gambler, but she doesn't bet on horses. She's like a Atlantic City player type player. But basically my gambling came from that. My dad would gamble on some doubles, but my dad owned horses. He had two farms. He had one in New Jersey and one in New York. And his passion, his love was horses. He loved horses growing up. He loved, he had, you know, he owned the farm. If I wasn't playing baseball, I was at the farm shoveling shit or doing stuff around the farm to help him out, you know. Sure. But his passion, he had some thoroughbreds, but he only, like, his passion was mostly cutting quarter horses, and he liked going to shows and stuff, and that's basically how I got involved. He would basically take me to the track, and when I was 10, 11 years old, I, I hit a big double at Mammoth's once. It was, like, for $600, and I had it for $10, and I won 3000 but he took the 2500 gave me 500 and I was hooked ever since that. I was Wait like, God, a I second. I can make some money doing this. <laughs> He's like, this is, here, here, son, this is called takeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would take, and then I went and, like, I got my sister or something. I got my, 
I don't know if you remember the Andre Agassi uh, sneakers, the Nike sneakers back in the day. Sure. That I used to, uh, yeah, and so I went and spoiled myself at like 10, 11 years old with $500. And then I was like, wow, I could do this and make some money. And then it's probably been downhill ever since then. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't say that. Well, tell, okay, so what this whole fascination then with, um, with Twitter, when did this start? And and when you first started posting, and you, you, listen, we're, we can get into some of the stuff you post recently, but you, you just post yeah. all the time. I mean, I remember people coming up to me saying, yeah, who is this I, Swift guy? What, what was, first of all, what was your, did you have a plan or did this just start happening? No, it's, you know what, I have like, I, I, I've been around the racetrack here, Mammoth, New York, look, so I know some guys, but it basically started when I started getting some good information. People started feeding me some information that they really didn't want to say. And they know that I, I, I have the balls to kind of say it. So they were like, you know what? Here's some solid information. You know, the Baffert case when in Oakland, I, I was like probably the first person to know about that happening. And then a couple other things. And just people started hitting me up. And then it started, you know, I started to get some credibility in that. But that's basically it. My, I, I post some old, it's not always about horses, and I post like, I'm a diehard Falcon fan and other stuff. I post music selections and stuff like that. So, but yeah, music but mostly <laughs> What are you going to, have you thought about naming a horse uh, 20, when you do become an owner, are you going to name a horse 28 to three? <laughs> Is that too soon? That's Sorry. A long ball, bro. Sorry, bro. That was ready for this story. Here's a f- true story. My father passed that year. So that was my father brought me up to be a Falcons fan, and he's like, you know, I'm like, that was the year like that he passed that they went on to the Super Bowl. So you know what I did? I went on and said, you know, this is going to be the year the Falcons win a Super Bowl. So I flew out to Vegas and I drew a lot of money on the Falcons futures. So and oh, then no. of course that twenty-three the debacle happens, and I'm like, oh god, here we go. And then all my friends are hitting me up at halftime. I, uh, we're going to Vegas. We're partying. We're cashing the tickets. <laughs> we're going to get some cabanas. And next thing I know, Tom Brady starts happening and then just totally downfall. I'll never forget that night after the Falcons lost that Super Bowl. I just stood in my house in my room. I was just staring at the ceiling like, what did this, what did this happen? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> now, were you hot, were you big on Twitter during that time? I, mean, I don't even remember how many years ago that was. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I started, like, I don't know. I started, I guess my following started happening, I guess, more when – the Baffert news, and I started breaking some, like, interest in horse racing news. But, like, I, I had, a, like, a little following because, like, I'm, like, hated by Falcons. Like, I'm hated by some, I'm sure, in the horse racing industry. I'm hated by Falcons fans as well because I criticize them as much as anybody, too. Like, I, I criticize Matt Ryan. I criticize the whole team. So, it's mostly I had a little following because of my Falcons. Like, I, I, I would talk on the Falcons boards sure. and stuff. And basically it was all Falcons talk until, like, you know, I always like I've been messing around with horse racing, but then over the past couple of years, it's been mostly horse racing because after my father died, like at the bond that we would have, like I would go to the house, watch the Falcons game. It kind of like it kind of died, and more gambling aspect Started. came into play. Where, you know, I rather bet on Sunday than watch the Falcons, but I, I, I won't miss a Falcons game, and I'll always love them. But interesting, interesting. It. Swift hitter joining us on okay. the. Uh, oh, here we go. Michelle's ready to I jump in. Go ahead. I'm going to jump in. All right, we're, 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 okay. The whole reason we have you on, right, is because on Twitter we were tagged in this, yeah. that you like Billy as a person uh, and you think that he yeah. should be the horse racing commissioner. <laughs> wait, wait. I honestly do. I like, I like Don Chatlow's response. Don Chatlow's yeah, response. Yeah, I like Don okay. Chatlow's response. What did he too. say, Swift? BK hates confrontation, I... so the commission job wouldn't be for him. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too, and he said that was actually true. But listen, 
I think as a commission, you would need to be a public relations guy where Billy could smooth over everything. And Billy listens to all angles. Billy's not going to tune one person out. Like, like if a janitor had a suggestion, he would listen to his maybe suggestion. That's the type of person you need to in a horse racing to be a face of horse racing where, you know, they would listen to everybody. I understand, like, you do want a hard-nosed guy, too. You want that. And Billy, like, rather just be friends with everyone, and I get that. But <laughs> I'm a pleaser, Swift. A, I'm a pleaser. A, like if you want to do a face of a company, I would probably put Billy one and, like, Jason Blewett, too. Blewett, like, no one has bad words to say about these guys ever, and that's that would be why I would choose them as a commission. Well, that makes sense. But what 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 do you think horse racing? Why do you think horse racing needs a commissioner so badly right now? Because there was one, uh, you know, many years ago. Yeah, I think the stewards. I mean, it's mostly coming stewards and some uniformity in the rules and the takedowns. And I would like. I think you should rely on stewards. Like when some like even like the pots news broke yesterday. You need someone to get out in the face of this. Like this face of any bad uh, horse racing news in this, in media or wherever. There needs to be a person that's up front and like takes you know takes questions, takes what's going on. I think this whole bathroom thing is a debacle. What's going on with the samples and stuff? And who knows? So it's like there's there's yeah, no uniformity in this. It's sport. it's interesting because what you're what you're kind of saying, and forgive me if I'm if I'm speaking for you, but what you're you're kind of saying is even in your Twitter posts and what you do and why you've become somewhat of a, a an enigma or or a controver- controversial. Is is you actually love this game, and you what you're trying to do, do is you're you are be, you are a voice. I think you've become kind of a voice of the people saying, "Hey, we need this." So you're not necessarily, even though you are criticizing, you're you're trying to criticize to make people realize what what at least a lot of people, and especially handicappers and gamblers, players, whatever you want to call them, um, which I include myself. Uh, um, you know, to uh-huh. to kind of give them a voice. Would you say that that's an accurate assessment? That's perfectly accurate, man. That's that's well said. And like, listen, when like my money's not tied to anyone's money, so like, if I if I was to say something out, like I, I am getting in that part of the aspect, like getting into piece of horses. But I'm, if I was to say something out of line, where like, you know, su- such and such needs to do this or this or that or whatever it is. That it's not going to hurt the business aspect of mine because I'm just a gambler. I'm just gambling from. But like, there has to be someone like, like the other day I made a, po- a tweet about how when like you know I know something happened at Saratoga where like the trainer just the horse horse went off and we all suspect that and and you know social media hops on these these trainers that we think that but it's not going to be social like people are going to look at social media and say you know what. Social media was the reason why the downfall of horse racing, when it, it should be the trainers who push the envelope, are the ones that should be get taken to blame, not the social media aspect of it, if you get that. But, no, that makes a lot of sense. Go but ahead, Michelle. social media does give a lot of people a voice that maybe, I don't want to say don't deserve one, mm-hmm. but aren't educated enough to deserve one, right? I mean, it's very easy to say something on social media that you don't have any clue about, and someone takes yeah. it up and running, and all of a sudden it's completely blown out of proportion, and that's what... You know, horse racing takes a, a a brunt of that. I feel like that that's a hundred percent true, uh, Michelle. And I, I'm starting to see this the other aspect of it too. Like, like there's been like rumors about whoever. There's been rumors and any anyone knows about like Brad Cox. Let's just say, for example, allegedly. And I I've gotten to meet Brad and I've gotten to know his sons a little. And we've talked out like the reasons why they developed Nick's go a little. They, the workout patterns. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's hard to do someone of cheating like this, you know. 
But like most of the time, like it was social media who was all on service in Navarro. It was them. So if that stands, you know, sometimes they are right. Sometimes these handicappers, us, we know before, you know, and I'm sure people know within the game too, but, but it's hard to, I do agree with you. It's like, you can't go on social media saying this and that, like, you know, I mean, cause it could honor someone's career. Yeah. Everyone's using the word cheating so liberally. Right. I agree with right? that, Michelle. Right, I mean. It's like, it, it, you know, and I was going to say, crazy. but it's interesting. And Swift, I'd love to hear your the, this because I've seen a lot of this yeah. recently, and I saw it going on with the uh, service and Navarro thing, um, where owners, you know, have are getting ripped on. You know, their owners like, how could you not know, or how could you do this, or you know, and and as an owner and as the game, and and you know, I'll use Baffert as an example because I know you're you're very you know down on him. Yeah. Look, he he's talked to me about it. You and I have talked offline about mm-hmm. it. You know, I've gotten to know yeah. Bob. I wasn't a Baffert fan. For a long, long time. He and I served on boards together. Yeah. We used to be kind of mortal enemies, to be honest with you. Uh, but I've gotten to know him yeah. recently, and I've gotten to know Jill recently, and, and he actually has two horses for us. And I've had actually a wonderful experience with Baffert, which I never thought in a million years I would, to be honest with you. But it's been fantastic. Um, and so it's, it's interesting when, you, um, when we talk about owners – like I have no, I I just get my vet bills. I talk to my trainers. My trainers know I laid it down. I said, guys, do not push the envelope. If you get caught, you are done. You are gone. We will not use you. So, yeah. but but at the same time, I'm not there at the barn every day. So when when it comes no. down to the owners, like what do you what should the owners be doing? What could we be doing more of? I think the owners should be like I, I know you are always at the barn and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you could notice with your own eyes and stuff too. You could look over your dad or you could I mean Bobby like I know you have the look Bobby but sure. Bobby Bo well, let's be honest, Navarro put it on his wait 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 you got in. you guys are talking over each other go ahead Michelle yeah but that, like Navarro's not putting on his vet bill oh yeah this horse got you know whatever it was I think 1500 the, right I think those so, are like you say look at your stuff it's like it's not going to be blatant to any owner that like if they have a cheating trainer that it's going to be like oh by the way this is this is how much you paid this month to cheat <laughs> exactly go ahead Swift you were saying yeah, so like Michelle's right there too. It's like, I mean, I think you just have to do your due due diligence, but you make sure that like you know, I mean, you could always check the the uh, records and stuff and positives and stuff. But I also think you have to also be at the bar. You have to be uh, an active owner. You really have to go see what's going on with the horse. You have to overlook the horse, see how he's reacting and stuff. Like when people say, "Oh, these horses, you know, some are juiced or whatever," you could tell like in the horse's persona and like the way they are, like. That how do you react and stuff? You could tell like these horses been you know misused and not properly. You have to be an active owner where you're at on site looking at over your horse, and you have to take notice. Like you you have to ask questions. Listen, Stafford's at a point where listen he he's he's run the game for so long where he would just tell you what is going on and stuff like that. But I think some owners really have to be more for more forward and be more active in the game. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Swift uh, Swift hitter. Justin Wonderland. What I said it wrong. God dang it. Say it again. You're right. I always mess it up. I'm sorry. I'm just going with Swifty. Swifty's here joining meatball. us. I'm going to call him Meatball. I like Meatball too. All That's right. Michelle, I know you. My little name is Meatball. So <laughs> I know you the have. The Delmar Meat's been great. The Delmar Meat's been great. I'll be out there soon. Has that been good yeah. for you? Gambling wise? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I, I'm doing better at Delmar than Saratoga. Saratoga's been a, a hellhole for me. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks, three weeks in a row. I had, the weather is so unpredictable. So yeah, what? Three let, weeks in a row. I was gonna, 
Go ahead. Dad. Let, no, I was going to say, let's oh, let's go dad. back to kind of your personal goals um, in horse racing. Okay. Other than let's take away the gambling. I know I saw you at the sale yeah. at Timonium. You, I think you bought a horse with uh, David yeah. and Gordo. Now you're talking about yeah. pin hooking. Like, do you want to get more involved in ownership and in this uh, uh, sales, whatever it is, or are you strictly gambling? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, David was just uh, David was just an advisor on that horse, but uh, uh, David's been kind of mentor mentoring me a little. And I I texted David this morning. I said, listen, anything you want, anything I need, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll start learning the craft, like learning the trade, learning from. He, I think he like he's one of the people I respect in the game. Where he'll tell you straight up, like he he always got this like mafia like kind of thing like he always whispers to you like he always like he doesn't want no one knowing his business no nope. and he's smart he's collective he knows what he's doing and like i respect that like he could find a forty thousand dollar horse or he could find a two hundred fifty thousand dollars he's the type of person i would love to learn from so i texted him this morning I said, listen i'm all in whatever i need to learn and just follow you and what to look for like they, he was telling me something the other day at the sales in uh saratoga about like about the feet and how these people at the Saratoga sales don't even like put the right shoes on these horses, like stuff like that. I would never know. Like, right. like he's just a genius on another level that I, I, I would love to learn from. So I'm trying to soak that in. And then I'm trying to go over all the data. I'm going to try and bring on some, like, like I ha I'm good friends with uh, this guy, Tony, and he's mostly a computer player. And he, he I'm going to try and see if I could collect some data on his end where we could find a, a happy medium and, and data searching and data collecting where I could, you know, find some horses worked in that forty fifty thousand dollars range where I could pin hook and I could sell. Sure. I mean, the Keeneland sales are going to be tough because everybody's over there looking, but other sales are going to be looking at too. I really, I think that's like, I think gambling is gambling. I'll always be a gambler. If you're born with that in your blood, you're going to have that. But I think the money, the money aspect of the game is in uh, pin hooking. Does it, I, Interesting. I, I, does it go? I'm, that's awesome, and I'm glad you're getting into the game, and I, because I think mm -hmm. you're going to learn a lot, and I think you know it's all about perspective. Uh, I use that word a lot, and I think once you get into the game and you start realizing the people you're dealing with and buying and selling, it's going to give you a new view and yeah. some some new aspects, which is actually I, I think really good for you. But my question, going back, to, and I'm sorry to jump around, but going back to the Twitter thing, does it does it bother you that you are so polarizing? Does it bother you when you get attacked by Janine Sahadi or you know you know the whole Baffert controversy? Uh, you know, like, because yeah. we talked about me. I'm a pleaser. Like, I don't want anybody mad at me. And plus, my I have a job. This is my business. And I can't go out and be, yeah. you know, super controversial. It just wouldn't work. So 100%. so it does bother you. Yeah, in a way, like, like there's, like, there's, I know there's probably important people in the game that don't like my opinion. And that that's fine. I'm not going to, uh, not everyone's going to like me. But then, you know what, there's guys, like, who I do respect who come up to me and say, hey, Swift, what's up? Like, like the other day, Sol Schumann said, came over to me and Dan Barshu and said, what's up to us? And, like, Sol puts the money in the game. For Sol to know who I am, I'm just a gambler from New Jersey now. For Sol, who's been a power player and buy-in aspect, for him to say what's up to me shows that, you know what, okay, that's pretty cool. And, you know, on another level that I could probably have a little voice in the game and have a little say. And, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to appease everybody. And this stuff that I'm associated with, like my friends say wild stuff, and I laugh. <laughs> I have a sense of humor from the. I'm a New Yorker, so I have a funny sense of humor. And it's kind of yes, like the Baffert T-shirts. I I told Dan, 
let's not put them in the paddock. Don't do that. That's his ideas. He likes that stuff. He likes to push the edge where I want to do business in the sport because I'm about making money too. Like I would love to make money in this game. So it comes with certain aspects where, listen, I mean, the other, uh, one of the most powerful, like we were at Saratoga. Here's a little quick story. One of, one of the powerful, uh, uh, Bloodstock agents who does buy for Baffert was walking back to the barn, was walking back to the barn in uh, Saratoga, and like she noticed who I was and she gave me a dirty look and <laughs> I kind of felt like, okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe steer, steer clear like, of this you know. one. Uh, Swift, do yeah, you yeah, ever, do you ever get ready to post something and then be like, I should sleep on that? Oh yeah, yeah. There's t- like there's tons of stuff like uh, that. We I heard a true story the other day that that could. Like, not break the like, not have fun with the internet. Like, there's a true story between like, you know, something goes on. But I just like, you know what? Just let it be. Don't even bother. So, it, uh, this stuff I don't post, but I do tweet a lot of useless shit. Uh, sorry if I curse. <laughs> no, you know, you you could you could curse on the show. And that, that's my question. And I've said this to you yeah. when we've when we've you know we we had a dinner in Florida, and I asked you a lot of questions. I kind of yeah. got to know you a little bit. Um, and, and I said like, I, cause I don't understand. I'm not from the tweeting generation, I guess. So like you're just sitting like yeah. watching TV and you just say, Oh, I have to tweet yeah. this. Like, what's the mentality? Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's like something like I'm at a track and I just like, I mean, I'm at a track and I just took a bad beat. Like, like I mean, like it's just something like that. It's just like a, like past three weeks. I've done a live to 19 grand, 20 grand, 20 grand. And I've lost at the wire on three straight pick five head bobs, like basically head bobs. And like there comes a point where I'm just gonna tweet like something funny because, and I, I, I'm sure there's people who root against me. There's people who want to see me hit, so it's kind of fun. It gets you know, it's fun. Like, but then it, like this days, like where I, I'm so bothered at it, it's like I don't even like tweet anything. Like right, but when, day, but when you so get beat, with, like, right, but when you get beat yeah. and like let's say you had Rosario and you post, ah, yeah. I hate Rosario. You know, you don't really hate Rosario, yeah. right? You're just this is just what you do. Yeah, I don't hate him. Like. It was funny. Like, we took a picture with Andy Serlin the other day, and Andy Serlin unblocked me and Dan Barshew. So we were kind of laughing at that. And then, like, he was, like, he was actually a good dude. Like, you know, people, like, his people know his online persona that he blocks everyone and stuff. He actually, like, we were having a drink, like, he, he was with some friends, but he was like, you know what, I'm going to unblock these two. And, like, I, I know Michelle's friends with my buddy uh, Rob, Rob Smarty, and, uh, Rob is like good friends with Sterling and Algona and stuff. So like everything mixing like mixes up together. Like like you said last night, the horse racing industry is kind of small and everybody's entangled in it. And that's why I, I kind of respect. Like I kind of want to promote the people who do good, honest work. Like you, Michelle, Brittany Yurton, like uh, Mark Hennon, like you know people who work hard in this industry, who've been in the industry for a while, who do things right and clean and like there's no like controversy with them. Like, that's the people that we should promote in this game. We shouldn't promote, you know, the other aspects, but it's always in the news. It's always the bad stuff that gets in the news when we should start promoting the uh, the good stuff. Like, the other day, I was out, I was out to dinner with Dylan. You know Dylan. And yes, Tom, of course. And uh, I, Alex Felice walked in, and Alex said, I, I've met Alex Felice a couple times, and he said, what's up to me? And he was with uh, Jamie from L&J. And I was like, Jamie, nice to meet you. And we had a little talk that like, she was with dinner. Like those are the people you kind of want to root for in this game, you know? Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And you said something interesting, and you said online persona. And would you say yeah. that you are the same person on Twitter as you are right now talking to me and Michelle? 
Uh, yeah, and, and uh, people who come up to me say, hey, but people say, oh, I'm, I'm just a, like a teddy bear, and which I'm true. If you get to know me, I'm like that. But I do like there's days like I'm at the track when I do crazy stuff. Like I'm I'm gambling on Dizzle Downs while watching Saratoga racing, or I'm gam- like that's that's me being me. Like that's yeah. who I am. Like I'm doing ten different things while also gambling. So like, and I might say some crazy stuff. Like I, I'm I'm drinking at the track. We're having fun. We're doing. You know, we're having fun, and I do some crazy stuff. Most of the time, you see me at the track, it's been mostly in contests or at the Breeders' sure. Cup where I'm more focused, more more like, you know, <clears throat> respectable. But if you see me at a day at, like, Saratoga, like, the other day, we were uh, up at Saratoga, and I saw Mike Rapoli, and I, I've met Mike, too. I'm actually good friends with his nephew, and uh, I was walking outside, and he's like, Swifty, come here, brother. And he starts talking to me for a half an hour, Rapoli, and this guy's worth a billion dollars. I'm like, he's teaching the guy. I have a funny story. He's teaching the kid at the ice cream truck. He he went to hand the kid the ice cream truck tip. He's like, here's $15 in, in Saratoga. He's like, here's $15. But the father was also working. He's like, the father's not taking this. The son is, right? And then sure. he was asking the father if the son was a hard worker. Like, it's <laughs> stuff like that. that like, And then Rapoli came and hung out with me and my friends in the backyard in the picnic area. And we're all drinking, having a good time. And Rapoli, Rapoli's there just talking about his horses and, you know, about, you know, Vino Russo and all this stuff. And that's, that's horse racing to me. That's like, you know, when guys like Rapoli and stuff like that who been in the game for a while could sit in a backyard in a picnic area and just bull crap about horses. Yeah, that's, that's, that's horse racing. That's pretty cool when you meet people like that. Swift Hitter joining us here on the Owner's Box. Did you go to Soul's um, party house or what, I don't know what he calls it? No, so, but it's, it's beautiful, man. And I, part, listen, I respect I don't, I, sorry, so. It's nice. He's like he he was texting me the other day. He's like, you have to come, and I'm like, I, bro, I, well, I'll die if I go there. I can't do that. Is it at Saratoga? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's right outside Saratoga. All right, oh. it's beautiful. I'm it's going to beautiful. I heard there's a bowling alley in there. Oh yeah, you bike. need to go. You need to go check it out. Yeah, you, should, you guys should go. If you go, let me know. Let me maybe he'll let me in. I mean, I, I've crushed <laughs> uh, his buddy Bradley Wisebord a little too much online. But I could smooth that over. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. I think you could smooth a lot of things over, and I think one of the things I think that I, can, yeah. I think one of the things that this has done, hopefully, is that it's brought a, a real uh, a human side to you. And I think we've said this yeah. before, and we've said this before in the air, Michelle, that um, everybody is allowed an opinion. Uh, that's why we live in an America in America. And if you like it, great. And if you yeah. don't, you don't. Um, we don't all agree on everything. And um, unfortunately, in the last year with with the way politics are going and the way the world is going, there's such a divide. Um, and as you said, Swift, and, and so articulately, uh, horse racing is a very, very small community. Um, so I think yep. that what you're doing with your uh, approach is your approach and, and it's your thoughts and, and it's only you. And you're out there uh, uh, you know, fighting the good fight for a lot of things, whether I agree with it or yeah. not or whether uh, Bob Baffert agrees with it or not. That's, that's his prerogative too. Um, I would say as some advice, and I don't know if you would agree, Michelle, I mean I think sometimes the personal attacks are a little much. Um, and I think that you can yeah, get your point. I, I agree too. Yeah, and I think you could get your point across uh, uh, with with facts and with with. I'm not saying some of the things are not factual, but I'm just saying with facts and being, you know, uh, you're, you become kind of the woge and the policeman of of, of, of horse racing Twitter, and I, I I think it's a good thing. 
And uh, uh, but like I said, the personal attack we've talked about it. Don't bring kids in. Don't the the the, the stunts yeah. that, and especially with Barshu, who I, by the way, I've met Barshu several times, Dan, and, and he's always been kind to me. And 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 I just think sometimes he gets a little carried away, which is again, it's his prerogative. I don't agree with it. Um, yeah. but, um, doesn't mean that, uh, that you can't have a voice. And I think that's what, what you've done here, Michelle, um, any parting words for the Swift? Yes. I want to let you know that if a horse has a, a, the sire, it's by the sire and it's out of the dam. That's right. That's right. I already got two texts about that. Too. <laughs> that's true. I gotta, I gotta learn the proper lingo for, uh, the blood yes. packages. So All right. Well, I well, heard that too. Uh, we appreciate you coming on today, and hopefully, like I said, this oh, will uh, shed a little light on, yeah, on who you when are. And on, when, it, when it goes on, and I'll, I'll promote it a little. I'll we... tell you, your ratings will probably go up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We appreciate it, man. Have a great rest of the summer, and I'm sure we'll right, see you in guys. Kentucky soon. Michelle might see you in New York, yep. and then for sure, I think you plan on coming out to the Breeders' Cup in November. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll probably be out to Delmar before then too. I'm gonna. We'll go to Vegas for a little, and then. I'm going to go to Delmar, swing in. So All right. We, maybe I could come up to the suite if uh, your buddy's not there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be just fine. We'll figure That's it out. Good. All right. Swift hitter All right, bye, here bye. on the owner's box. Thanks, Swifty. Uh, right, Michelle, bye. thanks, guys. Michelle, um, how do you feel about that? Commissioner Billy. Commissioner Billy is not is not happening, first of all, number one. I would be the worst commissioner ever because I, I like everyone and I hope everyone, I told you I'm a pleaser. My whole life I've been a pleaser. Right. Uh, you know, I want, I, and, and I, you know, that goes with my job. Um, but you know, it, it's very difficult when you have a guy like Swift out there, um, because he does, let's, let's be honest. He talks a lot of shit. Um, he, he, I, I told him many times offline that the personal attacks need to stop. Um, but, you know, you are allowed to have an opinion. And like you said, uh, Twitter has given people a voice. It's given everybody a voice, whether uh, and, and the other the, the other people, whether they're called followers, whatever you want to call them, if they, you know, if they like that voice, they will follow and they will listen and they will attack, too, and mm -hmm. they will pile on. And I think like what I think you said it best on there. It's just it becomes um, if you if you talk about something enough and enough people start talking about it, it almost becomes true. And right. I think that's a problem um, when there's yeah. not factual information going on. Um, and that's my frustration. I can tell you that several times offline I've, I've contacted Swift and I've told him, I've said, you know, hey, you, you need to cool it on that because you're not you're not right here or, you know, you right. need to get some more information. And, and he does listen, um, but he's his own man. And, on and, the flip side, too, once it's out there, it's like you can retract as much as you want. Once it's out there, it, you know, it might or might not right. take flight. Exactly. Exactly. But I did think it was interesting. And I thought I thought if you can sense his personality, I, 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 it's funny that he I asked him the question about, is he the same person online that he is right now? And he said, yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't I don't necessarily believe that. I think he is. No. I, I, I think I think he's different. I think when he when he tweets and he does late night tweets and I don't. You know, and I think you made a good point about do you think about this before you put it out there? I'm not sure he does that all the time. <laughs> and he'd be the first to admit it. Um, and I think probably if he, a lot of the things he's done, he would probably he might want to take back. Um, you know, I don't think he would do it now, but I think down the line and once he starts understanding how tight knit this community is, um, you know, you can't burn too many bridges um, because you right. will you will make enemies. Uh, real quick, and and it won't. It will be more and more difficult for him to to get in the game. So, I found it pr fairly fascinating, Michelle. I appreciate you uh, doing that and 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 bringing Swift on, and we go from there.
Um, big weekend coming up. We've already talked about it. Delmar Handicap, the big one, the Pacific Classic, the Delmar Mile, the Delmar Oaks. What a weekend at Delmar. We have Karmathon. Don't forget, please go to the Karma website. Donate, donate, donate. We need your help um, with aftercare, especially here in California um, for Karma. And then we also have the Delmar Handicapping Contest this week. It's going to be a great weekend, Michelle. Where will you be? Um, I'm going to be here at Delmar. What do you, you have 9,000 jobs. Like what, what's your key thing this weekend? Um, so let's see. So I'm doing a podcast on Friday and then I have beach boss on Friday. Who's beach I'm going to be doing the works beach. Bo- I don't know who the guest is this week to be okay. honest with you. They don't okay. comment that kind of thing. It's not in my pay grade. Um, <laughs> they, let's see, I'm doing the works for XB Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So I'll be shooting all of those. And then I have to go home Monday to like do laundry and then come back down to leave for Saratoga and I'll be in Saratoga all next week and then come back and get the kids ready for school. Why don't so you... Actually, this, this Sunday is probably my last day at Del Mar. Oh no. Oh no. Um, the beach yesterday. Do you though, want, so do fun. you want to do laundry at my place? You can do it in my house. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have like tons and tons and tons, but I have to go pack my clothes for, um, for Saratoga, anyways, I don't bring like all my stuff down here, right? And I right, have right, a suitcase right. down here. All right. So I have to go home and get all that. All right. Well, let's let's have a great, anyways. great weekend. Special thanks to um, all of our sponsors: Delmar, uh, TaylorMade Stallions, um, all the people who listen to this show, and the 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 nice um, emails we receive are incredible. It makes us want to keep doing this week after week, and, and we love bringing new people on uh, for you to listen to. Um, uh, email me, billy at littleredfeather.com. If you have any questions about horse racing ownership, f- please reach out. You can follow the show at Own a Horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. Those are our Twitter handles. Um, and don't forget, we're part of the In the Money Media me- Network. In the Money Media Network. Great shows on. I saw a great show. Nick Luck had a great guest today that I was going to listen to on my way oh, down yeah. to Delmar tonight. Yeah. Uh, Keisha Courtney, obviously, uh, JK and Pete. Uh, do they do so many handicapping shows? I really enjoyed J.K. on the uh, Fox broadcast. By the way, I don't know if you get a chance to see uh, the I Saratoga. Always, I always enjoy him, but mostly because I can like I like to make fun of him. Why? It's just our relationship. You know oh. how like you're always mean to me. I'm always mean to him. Wait a second. I am <laughs> never mean to you. What does that even mean? <laughs> Did you just snort? I just yeah. I just like to be um, mean to JK. I think it's so fun. All right. Well, thanks, Michelle, for always taking such good care of me and doing this show. We really appreciate it. And I know everybody is out there uh, thanking uh, your genius. So have a great, great weekend, everybody. And we will see you next week after. And we'll have a whole Delmar recap and we'll prepare you for Travers weekend. What a great couple Woo-hoo! of weekends coming up, Michelle. Uh, thanks, so everybody. Exciting.